When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pod Save the King! Hello and welcome to Pod Save the King. I'm your host, Zoe Forsey, and I'm here, as always, with our royal editor, Russell Myers. How are you, Russ? I'm very well. I wish people could see me because I'm sitting on a very tall stool because my back's hurting and I haven't been given enough sympathy but <laughs> I'm joking you've been very very kind but I feel like I'm in Westlife because I'm I sitting was here say, I was hoping you'd repeat that joke because that does deserve a second a second go maybe we'll put a picture <laughs> on the social medias because it is rather Dan's taking pictures of us now we look far, rather ludicrous but uh, you know this is what we suffer for the arts don't we but Angie said at least you know at least it's been a nice quiet week for you well again you, you yeah, know, for yeah, take yeah, things. Yeah. so let's jump straight into it because obviously we had a author special last week which means we didn't catch up so lots of things to go through but kicking off with the most you know the kind of biggest news obviously is this latest raw the latest row even over frogmore cottage which is of course megan and harry's uk residence so they have been asked to leave uh, they've put out a statement confirming this um quite a short statement it just said we can confirm the duke and Su- Duchess of Sussex have been requested to vacate their residence at Frogmore Cottage. Um, reports that it is because Andrew is looking, you know, Charles wants to move Andrew there, that Andrew doesn't want to go. Lots of upset. Apparently the couple are stunned by it. Apparently some of the other royals um, are also appalled by it. Um, what, tell us about this. because well, We can like play, we can play royal on. bingo. Who do you reckon? <laughs> see, uh, who, who are the two royals who Harry and Meghan still speak to that are probably a little bit unhappy about the treatment? But yeah, absolutely explosive news. And you know what? I think a lot of people probably didn't think that the king had it in him. Yep. I know this is really split opinion because some people are thinking, you know, go King Charles, good on you. He has you know, his back up against the wall. Harry has been basically slating all of his family. Nobody got off lightly. The king was basically told or, or sort of painted a picture that he was this old dithering man who couldn't make decisions. Camilla called the wicked stepmother or certainly alluded to the fact that he thought she would become a wicked, wicked stepmother. But it, what did he say? He said that she was uh, sort of uh, had her, her eyes on the crown, that she was only... T- getting with Prince Charles as he was then to marry him, to cement her place within the monarchy, and then um, and then didn't really give a fig for, for much other people. Um, I mean, th- Camilla really came across as you know, quite he really a ruthless got individual. It, yeah, yeah, definitely. Changing his bedroom into a, a, a walk-in wardrobe Absolutely. within, like, yeah. you know, days I mean, of moving. Come on. Yeah. I mean, 
then the other stuff we had, Harry talking about his brother being a bully, uh, Kate being very nasty or not very welcoming, shall we say, to uh, Meghan, not sharing a lip gloss. The two of them sitting in Kensington Palace on these sort of thrones while at the other side of the room having an argument with Harry and Meghan. Well, other people will say, well, what on earth did they expect? You can't sort of do that to your family. And like he said, uh, complain about them not um, wanting to reconcile with him and expect it to all run smoothly. So I suppose we are seeing in a sense that this is the way the cookie crumbles. But it seems to me as it's a pretty drastic move from the king. When we hear over the last couple of days that he took that action just days after learning about the book. Again, it's still the understanding that he hasn't read it. I still can't believe that because surely you'd find time to read it. And it's such a good read. It's very well written that you'd absolutely blitz through it. But um, at the very least, the King was given a complete dossier of all the main sort of points and allegations that Harry had made. And, uh, and upon reading this, the King was instructing aides at once to sort of follow through with this plan. Now, of course, you could say that um, why on earth is he chucking out Harry and Meghan when they have paid back the money on uh, on Frogmore Cottage that they had um, promised to from the British taxpayer. They had a rental agreement in place. It had been a gift from the Queen, albeit on a leasehold basis. And then you've got the problem of um, putting Prince Andrew up in another royal residence whilst he has disgraced himself and the royal family. So there is so much to unpick and uh, and, I, and I suppose so many layers of this argument. Um, and again, this is going to make things worse. Of course it is, because how on earth can Harry and Meghan show their faces now at the coronation, um, even if, I mean, I was told just a week or two ago that they were still undecided. Now, they may have known that this was bubbling away in the background, but it's uh, it's definitely happened pretty swiftly indeed. So that will no doubt um, maybe point their minds into a different direction. Who knows? It feels, it, it does feel like quite an, a big sign. Yeah. Um, of you know there's you know we know that the the reports up until this point have been that Charles you know wanted them there and you know lots of that but this feels like quite a big sign but let's just kind of go back obviously there's lots to unpick there's there's different parts of it almost but going back to kind of the Meghan and Harry being kicked out point before we touch on Andrew I I also think that because there's also the point of the upset that's been caused and the row within the royal family. But if you kind of put that to one side, there is also the aspect of there is this huge, you know, cottage, the word cottage, laughable in this situation. Because, yeah. you know, huge, great, big, well, lovely, beautiful Well, it's not as big house. as a big royal well, yeah, residence. But it's still, so, yeah. you know, it's still slightly bigger than my London flat. <laughs> um, but we he's got lots there's lots of royal palace royal palaces and lots of royal properties but not all of them are suitable to live in they're not all ready to go they don't all have you know ready to for someone to move in at a time when charles is trying to make cutbacks and we know he's trying to kind of slim down the monarchy to have one of these properties that is ready for someone to move into and is working as a functioning home sitting empty how many days have they used that house well, in I mean, two I, days I, I, three nights yeah, that probably, we know about in two years yeah, and that yeah. in the middle of i know like it's really hard to talk about the royals in the same sentence as a cost of living crisis because there's so many things but at a time where he does need to be you know he is trying to make cutbacks and to slim things down to have gosh how much has that house been valued at it's like millions of pounds millions isn't of millions, it? Yeah, to have that yeah. sitting empty yeah. as basically for somewhere that a couple who don't want to use it 
to you know to use whenever they want essentially a kind of holiday home for them to come back to mm. I, I do see the kind of more practical point of saying right let's free up royal lodge for other members of the royal family i don't know what you think about this but obviously kate and william very well, much I, I, I mean I've, I've been saying this for ages yeah, yeah. We, we've had this conversation before because they need the bigger family home yeah. andrew doesn't because yep. he you know his family his family have grown you know flown the nest um princess and eugenie with their family is now living elsewhere and it just it seems like an easy move to swap them over and the sussex is i know this has been taken as a lot of people as a real bitter step but they're not using it mm. as the baseline. Yeah, definitely. They're not using it. And I know the row is that this is their only place they've got in the UK where they've got security. Windsor Castle, but they've all got enough. They're not going to be short of a bed. They to stay can come in. and bunk in at exactly. the castle or, probably you, home, know, you know, sweet. Go and, and stay yeah, at Royal wings. Lodge or what. You, there is always yeah. an answer. Now, I think you're totally right that the reason why it's created such um, anger and such furore is the issue that is about the relationship and the, and the relationship is at rock bottom completely in the gutter I mean how we've all how many times we've said this how can it get any worse well we didn't think it could get worse after the Oprah Winfrey interview then the Netflix came that was a you know a little bit of a tickle compared to the, the to the um, explosiveness of the book but I think this is this is surely the final act. I mean, how can they even come back from this? That the king has acted decisively. He's basically said, if you if you want to act like that, and if you want to drag your family through the mud, and let's not forget for millions and millions of pounds or dollars, whatever you want to look at it, then you've you've gained financially out of it. You're gonna have to lose out in some sense, and. The, the chess piece is moving of uh, one of my colleagues actually wrote that there is a problem you know there's a there's a housing crisis within the royal family and it was it was quite well written to say not necessarily that the fact that they've got too many homes they've got the homes but not enough people to live in it and not live in them and that causes um quite a crisis because the scrutiny will become so that people will say, well, why do you need all these places? And so Charles is getting ahead of the curve and saying, well, we do need to slim down. Everyone's got to tighten the belt. You know, the duchy's money isn't going to stretch as far as it did. Um, and so, you know, we've already seen him giving back some huge windfalls, but windfalls because of the, uh, I think it was, the, was it the wind farms or getting a huge windfall in the in the, in the North Sea? Mm. So he he's very acutely aware of this financial um, aspect and the give back mechanism that needs to exist within the royal family. However, it's on the backdrop of a family in complete yep. disarray. Now, if it was, yeah, the, the Waleses are going to move over there and get the kids ready to go to school in Windsor. Then they're going to move to the big house and one day they will move into Buckingham Palace because that's exactly how the monarchy works. I think that most people would find that quite palatable. But obviously the issue is this uh, these family rows and um, they ain't done yet, I suppose. I was surprised that this decision's come now because I would have thought if he wanted to do this, it would have happened after the coronation. Because as you said, it feels like a line's been kind of drawn in terms of them coming or not coming. Well, that is because of the financial year, perhaps. Oh, of So if you come into the April yes. where all the budgets are going to happen, yeah. now people have Clever. been saying... You should, you should do this for a job. Well, I won't claim always... ownership of it because it wasn't me who thought about it, but I was having a chat with someone the other day and they saying, well, that's that's the reason, that within April, the budgets are going to be slashed. So that £250,000 that Andrew used to have when the Queen was here, that's gone. Mm. All this extra money that was being spent here, there and everywhere, that's gone. Everybody 
everybody's been told to tighten their belts. So you might see it in travel. You might see it in uh, the way that money is spent on the royal residences. It still hasn't solved, for me anyway, the fact that Royal Lodge is estimated to cost £400,000 a year to upkeep. I would have said it was more than that, to be honest. But it doesn't seem that much much, much money for a 30-bedroom mansion with all the manicured lawns. So is the king then going to say, well, I'll I'll take care of it, but it's unpalatable for the British public and perhaps for the family for you to still enjoy the spoils of royal life when you have disgraced this family so much? Now, of course, Prince Andrew has always denied wrongdoing, but... We still hear, even if he has benefited kindly from the late Queen's will, even if his ex-wife Fergie has got a 22-book deal and she's doing very well for herself, if they've got money swishing around, as Andrew argues he does because he doesn't want to leave Royal Lodge, that's certainly my understanding that he's digging his heels in. He's not going to leave. I think the decision will be taken out of his hands. Whether he's dragged kicking and screaming is another matter, but he might find himself in a position where he does not have a choice. So therefore, uh, where, do, where does it leave them? If the king's going to make a decision, it's up to him. There are going to, There's going to be some collateral damage. I'm sure that's how um, Harry and Meghan feel that they've been treated. It's such an, you know, as you said, it feels like, and it's one of those things that you couldn't, I just didn't expect we'd get so soon from yes, Charles. Yes, no, I agree. I um, agree, yeah. And it's been really interesting to kind of watch it unfold. And I was also really surprised that they actually put out a statement confirming it. Uh, the which Sussexes, is, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, cause so it, quickly as yeah, well. Uh, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what happens well, with that one. Well, you know what? Why, I wonder why that is, because the, the Sussexes don't normally get involved in that. They're, they're very hard to get hold of. I mean, even the press that they do talk of, but yeah, people who are considered in the friendly media couldn't even get hold of them. But... They could this time because they they delivered this statement. Now, did they feel that public opinion would sway in their favour? Because do people think that this is an unnecessary act of brutality that to treat your son like this? Or do people feel, as I would argue, that, you know, if you're going to do that to your family, then, then one must suffer some form of consequence, whether that means that... The consequence is, sadly, that your family don't want to talk to you anymore or that you are banished, exiled from the from the family. Um, I suppose, you know, there, there had to be someone losing out, didn't they? And there's, uh, Harry's actually doing a few live events in the next kind of week mm. or so, which we'll kind of touch on later. But it'll be interesting to see if that comes up as conversation because normally they wouldn't talk about things like this. But the fact they've proactively put this statement out let's see let's see what comes of it now we've got two weeks worth of royal engagements to catch up on Russell yes. so I'm going to test your memory for some of it oh, that I happened heard. a week and a half ago but let's jump through but Kate and William were in Wales uh, since for St David's Day they did two days of activities they had a they went head to head in a cycling race they went to a parade and Will's got his first charity since becoming uh, the Prince of Wales which was really lovely but let's start off with that great competitive moment where they both got on their exercise bikes uh, they were at a leisure centre um, and had 45 seconds while riding uphill in the Italian mountains to see who won. I have seen this unfair play. The Princess of Wales in four inch heels slaughtering her husband on the, uh, are they, were they spin bikes? Yeah, I Pretty think much so, spin yeah. bikes. And uh, she was crowned, wasn't she? It was the sort of the, I can't remember what it was. The, yeah, the Abba, she got the Queen as Abba van or something like yeah, that. It it was, uh, yeah, it was good. And yeah, she was in a 20 pound Zara skirt, so she really was not dressed for the occasion. But she was the one straight away boots, going, can we go faster? Can we go for, you know, like, can you make it go faster? 
faster. So she was straight. Again, we love seeing Kate and Wills when they get all competitive. Um, and it was really good. And Wills at the end was kind of said, what did he say? He said, I'll talk to you in a minute. I'll talk to you in a minute. Well, he's <laughs> shown been... up a bit. I mean, just, I'm probably dancing around the schedule, but they had the England-Wales game at the weekend. Yes. Which was obviously lots of competitive spirit because uh, William is the patron of Welsh rugby. Of course, Kate is the patron of uh, the rugby union the English side and obviously the uh, the English were victorious and what did he say? He said, he said they're going to have a very t- oh no before it he worried that they were going to he was like oh if, they're going to fall out they're going to have a very tense journey home was his phrase and if if we win today my wife wife won't speak to me um, and it would be a tense evening and there was an update later in the week wasn't it because obviously he England said he won. hadn't heard the end of it yeah <laughs> well, I like that I like a bit of sporting rivalry we get the you know in our house we support different football teams uh, of course you know, there's they are supporting different national teams so there's a bit of needle between them It'd be very interesting to see who the kids support yeah you know are they Wales's now are they England of course we've seen uh, George in his England top before maybe you can have both yeah, that's what William maybe. said actually didn't he yeah, he said you, he said you got to support both awesome. and he's been trying a bit of Welsh oh, I noticed that but yeah. must not come on I mean let's not get too carried away he's only had 40 years well I think we were I remember we said this when he became the Prince of Wales because he said that he was going to try to learn to speak it and yeah, he's, he's not, time, yeah like, like, he, like he didn't know he was getting yeah. a job it's like he's starting a new job or something but he, he did a few phrases I mean let's not get too carried away he basically said hello and thank you but uh, he did uh, better then, than I could do well yeah but I know Borodar yeah Borodar oh, well and I knew another one yesterday because I said good I, I texted someone good afternoon anyway, oh there you I, go I, I can't oh, even remember it now you're done so then we had oh wait, the, the other thing he was commenting on where he the, the comments he was making was because they went to the Welsh Guards that oh, was yesterday yes, that was yesterday so In that was time for continuum Wednesday yes that was for because obviously they were there for two days the exercise thing was the day before but then actually on um, St David's Day St David's Day they were, they had the parade didn't they and that was really lovely it felt like the first kind of like formal occasion we've had. Yes. Yeah, well, again, sort of first time they've uh, done it together at the Prince and Princess of Wales. Um, he was practising his Welsh. He's been made colonel of the of the um, the Welsh Guards as well. So he was then talking to them as in his new role and something that he took over his father. I think he took it in 1975. He did, yes. And he actually apologised. And he actually apologised, didn't he, for the fact that the king couldn't be there to kind of say a farewell um, but, you know, while he spoke about the pride of taking it on, which I thought was really nice. Um, and he also spoke about his time as well, didn't he? And kind of reflected on some of his memories. Yeah, I mean, again, he's, I like it when he speaks about time in the air ambulance, because you were talking about that charity. He'd taken over the uh, the Welsh air ambulance. He's going to be the patron of that. Of course, he has been, he'd worked in the East Anglia air ambulance, um, as well as doing his, his work in Anglesey. So it's something that he is has an affinity with I think of course we're going to see a lot more working whales hopefully a few more phrases from William pull your finger out and um, uh, it's 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 definitely still not reinventing the wheel just yet is it but after the coronation we should have some bets where are we going to go on tour where are we going to see them next what are they going to be doing because we've definitely seen a lot of homelessness a lot of uh, early year, early years both noble courses without a doubt but are they going to be doing things together are they going to be doing something a bit outside the mold i would love them to take a few more risks yeah i think so and Lewis but still i don't necessarily a- know what that means but i think sometimes let yourself go do something a bit out there um let's see 
And Louis hasn't even been on his first tour yet, which feels like it's been, well, it has literally been years and years coming. Well, George was one for his first one, but the pandemic and then just everything else yeah. has put that back. Um, and we should, yeah, let's have a bet. Where do we think? Okay, let, I don't think there'll be a summer tour. Oh, do you not? Do you not think they're used to summer holidays? Well, I think, no, I don't think they will because I think that there will be, the king will go somewhere in the summer. I have no idea at the moment. I'm just these are my these are my predictions. <laughs> King, will, King and Queen brain. will go on tour in the summer. I think the Waleses will wait till the autumn. I imagine the Waleses might go to Canada. Yeah, I was going to say I, because I reckon the King and Queen consort will go to Australia oh, because they've got they've got to go. They've got to go. However, I'm going to have a bit of a caveat because next year is a big year in Australia. It's a year, it's a big anniversary of independence. So I think there will be uh, a tour in Australia in 2024. So I'm I'm kind of um, caveating myself. Oh, that could be interesting. Uh, so yeah, but I do think, um, I do think there will be a tour to Canada for the Waleses. And will they take the kids? They could do that. It's very cold. I prefer, yeah. I prefer the hot times. And I think it will be, it will be like, fun. you just, you know, I remember that was that one that Charlotte did. I can't remember for the life of it too, but they, she went to a play date party and they were all playing out in the fields. And do you remember she, she met the big dog and she was, you know, like the kind of garden outside fun is nice. And you don't quite get that if they're all wrapped up in scarves and yes. coats and, and all of those things. So uh, we had it actually, um, an update on George and Charlotte and Louis from Kate and William this week, which was really lovely. Um, Rugby, and we know we know they've all played before, uh, but George has now got to the age where he's moved on to contact rugby, uh, away from tag, and right. that must be quite a nerve-wracking time oh, for yeah, any I, parent. I never liked rugby. Pardon? I never liked rugby. No, I, we, I never got past it. We did bits of it, but I wasn't quite brave enough just to run in with no fear. Uh, but it sounds like all three of the Wales kids have that. Uh, Louis starting at Charlotte also plays rugby, so really nice to have that little family update as well. So maybe they could do a sporting tour. Maybe. Yeah. Well, when are the British Lions playing? We'll have to find that out. Maybe if they could just basically um, put their tours alongside major sporting events, World Cups, uh, Olympics, British yeah. Lions tour. When the weather's I'm up nice. For that. I'm up for that. Nice weather. I'm up for that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, put, put a note in. I'm sure they won't <laughs> mind. I'm sure they won't mind. Um, the other thing, just to really quickly mention before we move on, the rugby, when they, they went, as well as doing the, um, they went and watched the game, they also went into the changing rooms. And this is just a really small thing that I love. They chat, chatted with all the England team. But one of the guys had a disposable camera. Did you see that? No. <laughs> so he was like, you know, like, you know, they have the proper like photographers. Fuji, like an old like Fuji proper, film. Like, you know, like ones you roll up. And, roll. and he obviously said to Kate, like, can we get a picture of my camera? Oh, cool. And the picture is... Obviously, Kate looks perfect every time, but she's got her eyes closed and it's just the first time I've not seen Kate look at it. It was just that nice. And what I love about those Very old good. proper disposable cameras is it's actually a moment. They're not quite perfect. And it was just a really funny picture to see that kind of, you know, that type of image because we're so used to it. Right, so I lovely. didn't think you were old enough for disposable cameras. I used to go on like holidays and then used to take one of these little disposable cameras. Oh, yeah, cameras, still, you see? flatter me, but I'll, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Um, but, oh, this is going to be a very weak link, but I'm going to go for it. Go for it. Somewhere else, they were photographed a lot. Very good. Red very carpet good, at the yeah. BAFTAs. Um, this again feels like a very long time ago. 
um, but they were there uh, for the you know the annual event. Uh, Williams, obviously president of the British Academy of Film and Television Arts. Uh, so this year's was at the London Royals Festival Hall, and Kate looked absolutely amazing. Sarah Bradbury and I, our fashion expert, were WhatsApping within I think about thirty seconds of the picture dropping. I think at the same time we both messaged yes. each other like, "Oh my god, look at that!" Um, I absolutely loved it. I thought she looked brilliant with the gloves. Uh, with the gloves. So opera she was gloves. opera gloves. Yeah. So it was a white Alexandra McQueen dress, yes. which we've actually seen before, but she'd kind of made some tweaks to the shoulder, which was lovely. Um, and then black opera gloves uh, and some seventeen ninety nine pound gold earrings from Zara. Gold. Gold. I know. I don't know what happened to her voice. <laughs> I was going to style it out. I was going to style it out, but thank you for pointing it out. <laughs> um, but what did you think of the look? Because I think I saw you weren't too sure. Did I say this? No, I, I said I liked opera gloves. Oh, okay. Very special occasion. I might start what, wearing what them. What a sentence! What yeah, a sentence! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I might start wearing them into the office. I um, thought she looked brilliant. It was just I, it was a I like eye this. catching. Yeah, but, you know, big spenny dress, but normal with dressed down earrings. Would you expect it the or dressed down high street? Cheaper, cheaper, more affordable, shall we say? I, I, one would have expected the other way around with royalty, big jewel gems and sort of. Uh, an old frock recycled at the back of your granny's uh, drawers, but it's normally normally your granny's or or, or, or your your husband's granny's jewellery. Yeah. So fair enough, she's respecting the high street. No, Pops it was really cake. good. I think it was a great look, and it was that look of it really just it caught everyone was talking about her on social media, which is, I think exactly what Kate is really good at. Um, and I thought it was a brilliant a brilliant. Uh, brilliant outfit and also quickly just to mention uh, they also when they were chatting with some of the people there uh, they kind of were told Kate and William were told that the Queen had always been such a great supporter of the art so yes. real praise for the Queen there uh, which I thought was really lovely as well and you know still getting those you know that the Queen is still coming up in conversations really regularly and her work is still being remembered which I think is lovely um, however Kate's not very good at making pancakes <laughs> we learnt <laughs> Well, no, at all. Not Dreadful at, all. at making pancakes. I, I think did, that might be the most negative thing I've said about I Kate did, on this I podcast, did, but it's I true. Did, I did make some pancakes myself, although I got hustled by my daughter, who is only um, a toddler. And she, uh, she, I said to her, "Do you, did you get pancakes? She said, no, no, we didn't at nursery. I said, oh my God, better make your pancakes. And then I made them, scoffed them all. And then about half an hour later, they updated the app from her nursery. And it was her with yeah. like cream <laughs> all around the chops. But they were very good work. pancakes, I must say. I thought I, I thought I can't basically boil an egg, so I was, I was pretty impressed with myself. Far better than Kate's. So yeah, I was going to say one nil to me. I love Pancake Day. It's a brilliant day of the year. I what do, do you have I go pancakes? full on. Well, I do. I had my dinner pancakes, my savoury ones, okay. which were like sweet potatoes what? in like a, yeah, sweet potatoes in a pancake. Yeah, my say your main course. Oh my word, this is um, not right. With like feta, so what? that was very good. And sweet then with a spud, put in. Yep, and then oh the bacon word. and brie. What? Pancake and cranberry sauce. How many pancakes you eat? Oh, a lot, a lot. It wasn't it wasn't a PB year, <laughs> but it, I did have a lot. And then you get onto your desserts, which, which is. Dessert? Uh, Nutella and banana nice. and then lemon and solid, sugar. Solid, yeah. solid, solid, That's choices, the more thing. solid choices. But yeah, choices. exactly. But yeah, Kate, uh, she tried making them. She was at a nursing home in Slough, Oxford House Nursing Home. Um, and she actually ended up apologizing. You know, they set up this great table for her to make all the pancakes and to have a go. And she just well, ended up apparently, going, I'm really sorry, please don't eat them. Apparently the mix had been made before oh, and was sitting in the here jug. So there was, a, I mean, some poor soul was possibly summoned to, uh, to deliver this new 
news to the press that it wasn't Her Royal Highness's fault. But anyway. The first one's always rubbish. You know, when you do the first one in the pan, the first one always goes in the Not bin. Not going to but I just made two and they were pretty, pretty great. So. Yeah, you made two. Gosh. Yeah, the big, thick ones. Yeah. Not, they weren't like American pancakes. Anyway. This is not a, for all your pancake needs. Come back next year. <laughs> now, uh, we've kind of, like I said, lots from Kate and Wills this week, which has been lovely. The King and Queen have also been really busy and we've had some details of the coronation. Um, but relating to Camilla, actually, and another thing I was really surprised by, that she is going to be putting her grandkids, who normally stay mm. very much out of the spotlight, they're going to be starring roles in it. Well, yeah, I know from sort of the fact that Archie and Lilibet might not even be able to come back to the UK because of this security issue. That's another issue entirely, but we might come on to that next week because that will rumble on and on. But big roles for the grandkids, five grandkids, all teenagers. So um, from her two children, Laura Lopez and Tom Parker Bowles. And I think this is beautiful because they sh- they will potentially be holding the canopy. That is when she's anointed and, and uh, coronated. Apparently there's a difference. People are getting a bit antsy about the word crowned as opposed to coronated. Oh, and okay. so there is a distinction, right? Okay. I mean, we may just say crowned, but apparently the correct term is coronated. Coronated? Didn't know that. Coronated. I didn't. Someone pulled me up on it the other day when okay. I was visiting the uh, one of the great palaces. But uh, anyway, so her grandchildren are going to have a part. One must, we presume that at, Lin- at least Prince George would have a role as the. Uh, I mean, will Princess Charlotte have a role? One would assume so. But it hasn't been spoken about yet. There have been reports that uh, Prince George is in line for a big role, that the King was going to be meeting with William and Kate in due course to discuss that role. Um, but they wanted something from the reports I read that they wanted something that he wasn't going to be subject to too much scrutiny, scrutiny which, which is was also enough. really nice yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, because, he's only yeah. nine. I exactly. Mean, and if you give him something to do that could go, you know, like, yeah, if totally. you, it, you know, if you give a nine-year-old some priceless pot or something and then they drop it, that will be the whole thing. Yeah. So it's nice to, you know, nice that these, you know, big formal events and all the tradition, but they're still doing the kind of, you know, making sure the family side of it is yes, right too, which is absolutely. really lovely. Also some new music, 12, uh, Ch- King Charles, and he said Prince there while talking about coronation, this is a good start, um, has commissioned 12 new pieces of music, including a coronation anthem by Andrew Lloyd Webber. One by S Club 7 as well. That in? No. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fun. Uh, Although there is quite a bit of controversy about who is going to perform at the concert. Yeah, let's clear this up because Adele and um, Ed Sheeran were put up first. Ed Sheeran's come out and said he wasn't even asked, or certainly his management have. Oh, poor Ed. Ed, um, uh, Adele is obviously still doing her big Vegas show that took a while to get off the ground. Then you have um, Take That. I mean, Take That are quite a British institution, Hmm. but are they a worldwide band? Take That fans, we need to hear from you. Yeah. I I think, however much I love Adele, yeah. It's not, it's not the party vibe you want, is it? No, you no. don't get up. I've, I've been lucky enough to see Adele live, and okay. she actually says, "Guys, I've only got two songs you can dance to. Yes. Make the most of them, dance, because yeah. you've yeah. only got like six minutes of it, and then you're just going to be kind of you know twitching and feeling a bit beer, sad. Yeah. So it's not quite the party vibes. But who would you like to see? Who else would be top of your list? S Love Seven. S Love yeah, Seven. They're, yeah, they're reforming. Um, who? I don't know really. Big band. We need big bands. Yeah, like the Who or. Um, yeah, it was, Queen. Yeah, because Queen obviously did uh, the, the Jubilee. Jubilee, and it was Madness did the Jubilee before, yeah. didn't they? Because yeah. they were they were the ones that it was all projected. Does on anyone the a, a, a north of the M25 like Madness? 
I like madness. Yeah, but you're, you're from London. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe we can hear from some Brummies. UB40 for the Brummies. Oh, yeah, there we go. We'd love to hear your ideas. Let us know who you want, and Russell can put yes. a good word oh, in. This is a rather large segment going on for ages. Um, I, I don't know. It's coronation. I mean, ten, less than 10 weeks. We've got nine weeks now. There's obviously going to be a lot more, uh, lot more said about it. Um, the ballot was opened. Just a few. But I don't think we, we spoke about the ballot. The ballot well, is did, open. Did we speak I about it? My, I put my name in within did about you? thirty minutes well of it being open. But then I know I'm going to end up working it anyway. Yeah. But you know. But that's good. I can dream. Far, I can far dream. More organized. And it's going to come around very quickly now. It's going to be very quick. Very um, quick. And what are, are we prepared? I mean, it's going to be who's going to go on the guest list? Kings and queens, foreign monarchs are invited, Ooh. which is against the grain. Which has not been done in in previous time. So oh, really? To not have foreign monarchs, right, and for members of foreign royal families, and you still got a guest list of eight thousand for the previous ones. Yeah. I mean, this is you know you, you who the who on earth was going? That's so true. So apparently, there's a bit yeah. of a, a argy bargy about um, uh, people in the Lords upset that they might not get an invite. You can oh, just imagine it, course. can't you? All the landed yeah. gentry sending that in is their the complaints. That's yeah, the ticket you want, definitely. definitely. Now, elsewhere in the King and Queen's diary this week, uh, the King had a, a cup of tea which caused a bit more drama than I think was expected, didn't he? Yes. Well, there's a big uh, sort of celebrations from Rishi Sunak and the Tory government from finally getting a Brexit deal through. I mean, we've had so many of them lose count. But uh, Ursula von der Leyen, the um, president of the EU Commission, was in town. Now, a bit of controversy because this was supposed to be happening a day or two before. Kind of got out that it was happening. Um. Then some of the papers went a bit mad about it, saying that Charles had been embroiled in this political uh, hoo-ha and that the Tories were basically using him to try and call it the Windsor Agreement and give it the raw stamp of uh, seal of approval. And, of course, the, the king or a monarch should remain apolitical. Then there was a bit of toing and froing about who asked for the meeting. Number 10 saying it was the EU Commission. EU Commission saying it was number 10. The the Buckingham Palace not saying anything. Uh, then it was apparently Ursula von der Leyen had requested it anyway. We finally had the meeting between them. They had a uh, shake of hands, a couple of pictures, nice cup of tea. And uh, yeah, we were waiting to see uh, what happens with this Brexit deal. But aside from that, I, di- I didn't think this was a big deal. I mean, Ursula von der Leyen has wields considerable power. She is pretty much a world leader. She is a stateswoman of incredible um, uh, position. And so therefore, the king should be meeting her. She's in town. It what's what's is that really big political statement? I think people are getting a knickers and twist about it personally. And elsewhere, uh, the king put out a really moving statement. Obviously, it was the anniversary of the war in Ukraine uh, last week, uh, last Friday. And he put out a really uh, moving statement kind of praising the remarkable courage and resilience of the Ukrainians, uh, which, you know, we kind of expected him to well, you know, we, it wasn't a surprise that he put something yes. out, but it was really, it was a really moving piece, actually, and really long. Yeah, I, I, again, I think the the um, support that the royal family have uh, given the Ukrainian communities, both here and abroad, of course, uh, President Zelensky making that incredible speech in Westminster Hall and going to meet the king has only solidified those relations and uh, and long may they continue whilst this awful war is continuing. 
and elsewhere. So Camilla had a really exciting week this week. So um, the reading kind of event that she set up in lockdown, yes. she turned into an official charity. So this is when in lockdown, she said that I think lots of people did bored and wanted things to do. She listed off her favorite books on a scrap of paper and it became kind of, you know, this big thing that she did of getting people to read and giving book recommendations. And she's now changed it into, um, yeah, so the, the project she was doing before was the reading room and she's now changed it into a, a charity, which is really lovely and kind of giving it that more you know, more space. So she had a big event to launch it with lots of authors there. Jacqueline Wilson was there. Uh, who else was lots there? Lots of actors. Richard E. Grant, I saw, was there. Yep, R- Richard Osman, obviously, of uh, yes. the Thursday Murder Club. He, I mean, he, how tall is he? Very tall. He's very tall. Yeah. I always think that the king, whenever I had, n- before I had um, I met him or sort of stood, well, met him and worked with him and whatever, stood alongside him, I was shocked about how he wasn't taller because he carries yeah, himself I rather well. He was really tall. But um, Richard Osman is an absolute giant. Just googling it now. Um, I think he's about six foot. Is he six foot seven? Oh, come up. He's, he's two point. He's two meters. Oh, we don't that know means nothing to me. I mean, come on. Uh, anyway, six seven. Six seven. One of my best friends is six seven, mm. and his brother is six six, and I'm there. I'm next Aww. to them, so I look like a mascot. <laughs> but um, the what was interesting is that the fact that they've taken the reading room and called it the Queen's Reading Room. Now, Buckingham Palace was insisting that this was just for ease. Mm. And now, of course, we have had uh, more than a few rumblings that the Queen consort will slowly drop the consort title. And it is catchier. Queen consort Of course is it is. A, it's a bit wordy. Oh, but I do think it is quite surprising because, you know, back in the day, they were talking about princess consort. Camilla would only ever be known as that. She didn't take the princess of Wales title. She was only going to be known as princess consort when she was married. Then, of course, it was the Queen's sincere wish during her jubilee message. Gosh, that seems a long time ago. It really does. Over a year, just over a year ago. And then um, and then to be, to be dropping it, the king is definitely making moves isn't he mm. it really is it feels like it's kind of it feels like we're in a new dawn yeah and it, i think for me it felt like it was almost like the start because if he did serve that eviction notice if you will a few days after spare that mm. was the first year of january it feels like he's almost done that thing of like right january 1st oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah maybe he's got a resolution this right yeah. they're out <laughs> Get uh, through queen the queen consort yeah. out queen's in anyway it's uh yeah it's been a really it's, it's been there's been a lot going on a lot of kind of big change like a big things as well not just kind of events obviously the events and engagements that you know the royals do are always really important and really interesting but it feels like it's been quite defining moments of the last fortnight yes um, which has been interesting what have we got coming up this week I'm particularly excited about Prince Harry's chat Q&A yeah I mean just yours for I think the tickets are £17.50 or I think that's sort of $30. I don't know what the disparity is in those. but You get a free you, copy of the book. You do get a free copy of the book and you can, um, fans will be answer, able to ask him questions. They will be screened. So you can't just say, do you hate your family? Or, <laughs> no. Are you ever going to come back? Um, so he's talking about, this is an author talk to promote Spare. Um, and he's talking about living with loss uh, with another um, another author loss of his house he might have a few more to say <laughs> a few more uh, choice words to say but it will be it will be really interesting to see what comes up in that Q&A and how personal he you know he speaks because obviously it's off the back of spare so we know that he's spoken very openly in that and mm. it'll be interesting to see if this is a kind of continuation of this or if he is a bit more you know kind of subdued yeah, yeah. Subdued well March the 4th so this Saturday uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it I'm going to watch it anything else coming up um, that you can tell us or a big secret. I can tell you all oh, secrets, all as secrets. always, as always. Anyway, but yeah, hopefully lots more coronation detail. It seems to be that we're getting a thing a week. Yeah. 
which is quite a nice way to do it. Um, yeah. I think it's quite clever. So yeah, yeah that's probably more than by what? accident design. I wouldn't give her the oh, really? too much credit. <laughs> to be honest with you. Let's let's go with it. Let's give them that yeah. credit. They can have it. Anyway, Russ, thank you so much Lovely. for joining me. I hope your back feels better. Thank you to everyone for tuning in this week. As always, we're on Twitter and Instagram at PodSave. And until next time. Pod save the king!